everybody. Welcome to the podcast. With Marissa Phillips. And Pete Phillips. Uh, this is a show called Y'all Heard. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we talk about things that we have, you know, we, we try to put some information in front of you that we think might enrich your life in some way. Uh, you know, things that you might not know about already. Maybe you know a little bit about, but we give you a little bit more. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Or in other words, we teach you about things you didn't know you needed, needed to, to know. know. <laughs> and today's are real important things. Very important things, yes, yeah. yes. But before we get to that, Marissa, tell me the bright light in your dark, dark week. <laughs> Actually, what I wanted to tell you is not a bright light. <laughs> but it just, I'm not sure whether it speaks more to how douchey the person I'm going to talk about is or how weirdly fixated i am on very specific things <laughs> probably <Anyway>. both <laughs> to speak as vaguely as possible because it's linked to my employment uh at lunch today <laughs> don't even ask how this came up but i asked someone who's my <laughs> superior and it was well received my hypothetical i said would you rather die or be immortal and watch everyone die around you. <laughs> and he answered... A little bit of backstory for anybody who doesn't know Marissa personally. This is a very regular thing. Marissa <laughs> yeah, loves to put hypotheticals in front of people. In fact, when we were pitching podcast ideas, a hypothetical podcast was one of them in which each week... But this was a lot of pressure on Marissa. Each week yeah. she comes up with a hypothetical and people respond to it. Yeah, but, I really just chickened out. But I kind of... I kind of wish I had it back. We also down. don't would... have enough people to have like a panel of, yeah, <laughs> you know, every week. <laughs> so okay, so my one superior answered, and he was like, "I want to be immortal." So then my other superior, who I could tell kind of didn't want to be left out, and I was like, "So you would you rather die or be immortal and watch everyone die around you?" And he's like, "Oh, like a vampire," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like a vampire," and he was like. Well, I would be a vampire and turn everyone else into a vampire. And I was like, that's not part of my hypothetical. <laughs> and I said, that's not an option. And I said, very seriously, oh, like... This is... Okay, I'm sorry. I just need to cut in because this is 100% bad planning. Because if you make everybody else a vampire, you're going to run out of people to feed on. And then you're just going to die anyway. Yeah, I know. So, okay, so I said, that's not part of my hypothetical. And he was like, what do you mean? That's the way vampire folklore is. They turn other people into vampires. And I was like... Episode no, one, this. bitch. That's what she yeah, said to him. Like, Actually, though, that's not the only way to turn people into vampires. And not every vampire can turn other people into vampires. There's a lot of different vampire folklore. And that's just one kind of part of it. And he was like, no. Like, do you even... He said like he was telling Whoa. me something. He was like, do you even know who the original vampire was? He was like, do you even know who the Tell first me. vampire Tell was? And I was like, um, do you mean Vlad the Impaler or Elizabeth Bathory? I don't know what you consider the first vampire. <laughs> and, he just, and he was and like... And he was like, not a woman. He was like, he was like, yeah, Vlad the Impaler. He was the first vampire. So I was like, excuse me. Actually, there is a lot of different vampire folklore. So he was one of the first popular vampires but there were actually a lot of folklore that predated and as i'm having that sentence <laughs> he turns his back to me literally and changes the subject in a room of people there are other people there just so i will not disprove him and he totally <laughs> changes the subject yeah. like i know it was a silly topic but what did he change the subject to do you remember he was still talking about vampires, but he changed, like, a different angle. What? Like, he just, like, was, like... How about garlic, so guys? Like, you know, anyway, from there he was, like, vampires are sexy, right, guys? Like, something, like, totally unrelated. And I was, like, okay, That, whatever. by the way, I know who you're talking about, and that is why that person would like to be a vampire. So that they well, could <laughs> hypnotize everybody into being a sex slave. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it was just... Besides, I know it was an absurd, absurd topic, um... I'm going to say 99% of Marissa's hypotheticals are absurd. Yeah. But one, don't tell me something matter of fact when it's wrong and expect me to not correct you. I'm sorry you didn't know I've studied vampires. Uh, but come on, like, that's, 
don't act like Vlad the Impaler's new news anyway. Everyone knows about Vlad the Impaler. And two, in no social setting is it appropriate to turn your back on somebody unless they, like, cursed you out. Like, that is not, like, a, a common way to react to someone disagreeing with you, yeah. especially if you work with me. Anyway, I know it wasn't a high point, but I thought it was funny. So I wanted you all to know that. That has happened when I go to work. Um, how about your week, Pete? I had a brief moment, and I swear it was a very brief moment at work where I caught up on everything. And I was like, yes. Two hours later, I got a horrible migraine. Okay. And I actually left work, which is not a common thing for me. Um, and I was talking to my friend from work, James, who has come up in the podcast before, about this. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, maybe it was your body's way of telling you to go home and take it easy. And I was like, dude, um, I laid on my couch for six hours straight in complete agony. <laughs> If that's my body's way of telling me to take a break, my body is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even let you relish the time at home. So do you, do you feel, was that today? When was that? Was that today? That was yesterday. Oh, do you feel better now? Yeah, sure. Okay. So that was the high point of your week? No, um, the, the high point was the brief moment where I was caught up in everything. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> you want to talk about workplace passive aggression, I could also go on, but... Uh, my workplace is a little smaller than yours, so... <laughs> I... But, by the way, just to say very quickly, I'm sorry, the high point of my week was when I saw the theory that Cheryl Blossom on Riverdale is a witch. Anyway. Don't know who Cheryl Blossom is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sounds made up, that's for sure. You sound made up. So, Pete, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? I'm drinking mm -hmm. uh, Rebel Yell Whiskey with nice. Diet Pepsi because I decided I didn't need the sugars that are in Dr. Pepper. Speaking of sugar, <laughs> tell me about the sweet topic you're going to bring up today. Well played, Marissa. <laughs> so, I'm a little bummed out because we have sort of, um, you know, uh, let's pull back the curtain a little bit and tell you guys, we record these a week in advance, and so um, I did not expect Halloween to creep up on me so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked this topic, and... Weirdly enough, Marissa's topic actually does align with Halloween pretty well, but my complimentary topic does not. So, what I'm going to talk about today <laughs> is, as I was sort of taking notes for this particular episode, I was like, this is just going to be me looking like a psychopath. <laughs> and what I want to talk about is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, the original lineup. Now, if you are a novice to this particular topic, you can go to visit the Virtual Ninja Turtle Museum, which is available Ooh. online at tmnttoys.com. Marissa, don't go there Fine. right now. You okay, can go there fine. later. Fine. <laughs> Only because I have a game for you coming up. Ooh. Now, do you know anything about this, like, currently? Do you know any, like, male kids in your life? I mean... Like when our I was action figures. I was buying Ninja Turtle toys. But like, are action figures a thing for kids today, or do they just oh. have like avatars instead? <laughs> I think they still are. Yeah, my little cousin, who's like eight years. No, I don't know how old he is. I hope my family doesn't listen. Six? I don't know. He he seems pretty stoked about action figures, and he really like he saw my Ninja Turtle action figure. And he thought it was really cool. Like, yeah, I I think I think I don't know about like tweens. But I think at least like well, if you're below not. ten, action figures are still a thing. Yeah. So for me, I had other action figures growing up, but the only ones that really mattered were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action yeah. figures. Um, and looking, okay. So how I happened upon this topic is that every semester I do an activity with my my imaginative writing students, in which I give them a toy that is from my childhood, and they have to write a poem or something about the toy. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. But there's this one guy who Marissa can see, um, and he's from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collection. He's an orange triceratops, and he's wearing aqua pants that are pretty spectacular. And uh, his name is Triceraton, and he's part of a race of Triceratons that are dinosaurs that exist in space, they also actually happen to cross over into the Archie comics as well. <gasps> Whoa! Now, the thing is, 
I know that he's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but he's not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. So I look him up, Triceraton, actually quite prevalent in the comic books, but not necessarily in the TV show. Is he and a villain or a hero? He's a villain. Is he friends with, like, Booper and Duper, whatever, the, like, the, the the rhino guy? and the... You mean Bebop and Rocksteady. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Yeah, so... It took me down this rabbit hole where I started to discover a myriad of toys that were absolutely ridiculous. So what I want to talk about is the the original line of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle to- toys, and they span 1998 to 1997. Okay. Did I say that right? What? 1988 <laughs> to 1997. They go back in time. Rebel Yell Whiskey with Diet Coke. <laughs> so we're talking about so- nine years... Of figures, accessories, vehicles, anything that you can think of. And what sort of offends me a little bit about this is, as a kid at the time, this is like a total scam. (laughs) And, again, it kind of bugs me a little bit, but it also gave every single family member that I know uh, something to buy me for a holiday. And so I can't really, uh, you know, begrudge the company for that. In fact, the cousin I mentioned last time who used to live with us and had pornographic magazines... He, I remember accidentally, here's, see, I'm going to take this story in an unexpected direction. I remember accidentally walking in on him, rapping to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys for me. (laughs) Glad that didn't go dark. Yes. Um, And he was like, no, these aren't for you. These are for poor kids. And I believed him and then opened them up on Christmas Day, to my surprise, because, you know. And then you went, I'm 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 a a poor kid. kid. So, if you are unfamiliar with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can pretty much stop this episode. Oh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant he was doing the Ninja Turtle rap. I thought you meant you walked on him doing the Ninja Turtle no, rap. No, that would be, that would be terrible. <laughs> okay, now I know. I'm Ninja, sorry. Ninja. <laughs> um, no, my cousin was not Vanilla Ice. <laughs> okay, too bad. So, just in case you don't know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mutated turtles, they go all over the place. In the comics, they have a very extensive life. When they got onto a TV cartoon, um, they got a little bit softer. You know, they weren't as aggressive and hardcore and everything like that. Uh, then they came live-action movies, and then they came to CGI movies and things like that. Um, so again, the comic books have tons of stuff that are in them. But what I'm here to talk about... Is a, is a personal problem with nine years of toys based around four main characters. Oh, man, yeah. Nine years, four main characters. They get so deep into the shows, and they get figures that are quite literally there on screen for seconds. That's <laughs> and they awesome. get their own action figure. I love it. So, 1988, they have the original lineup. This is Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. You also got your Splinter, you got your April O'Neil, Shredder, one Foot Soldier, and I always wanted a Foot Soldier, but I never got one. Uh, you also have Bebop and Rocksteady. Word, yeah. If anybody loves me. <laughs> you could buy accessories, too. but you, So, like, you would go to the store and there would just be a box with some accessories in it. Now, to me, this makes sense for, like, a Barbie situation. You buy a separate outfit or something like that. Yeah. With Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> don't get it. You could also get vehicles, and I was a proud owner of the TMNT Party Wagon, a.k.a. Turtle Van, which had a door that swung out of the side for when they were ready to, like, hit people with, like, Did it launch pizzas? It did not launch pizzas, but don't worry, we're gonna get to that. Okay. (laughs) They also had the Cheapskate, which was, like, an amped-up road warrior skateboard sort of thing, and a Knucklehead, which was actually a vehicle that your foot soldier could use. The next year, they expand, okay? We're still working with things that I think... I'm going to say the average, maybe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle person might recognize. We got Casey Jones, Baxter Stockman. We got the Rat King, Krang. We also got Metalhead, the Metal Turtle. Um, But then they also go way off. They have Ace Duck, Leatherhead, and General Trag. Do you remember any of those people? No. Because Ace Duck, here's the thing. Ace Duck is a duck who's a pilot, okay? Okay. And he appears, follow me. (laughs) He appears 
in a TV show inside of the TV show. Oh, man, that's so awesome. And what happens is you're, like, watching a scene of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they have the TV on, and it's a show called Ace Duck starring Ace Duck. And Donnie goes and changes the channel. (gasps) That duck got its own figure. (laughs) It annoys you? This is like... I have a toy boner right now. (laughs) This is amazing. So, in the second year, they also release a few wind-up variants on the Turtles. One uh, that I am... (laughs) I was going to say intimately familiar with, but it's going to go in a bad direction. (laughs) Is Donatello that swims... Like, you wind him up and he has, he swims. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm moving my hands. But, um, and I would play with him in the bathtub. I had one where, I had a Michelangelo where you push his head and it goes into a shell. Then you squeeze his thighs together. Oh, yeah. Then his head pops up. We're going to get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. In year three, they have 15 more new characters and four variations on the turtle. Raphael the Space Cadet. Here, here you go, Marissa. You can actually see him. Here's Raphael, the space cadet. He's an Ooh. astronaut. We also have Undercover Don, which is Donatello mean? wearing a trench coat. Oh, I love that. Uh, we also have Mondo Gecko. Uh, you might remember him. He's a skateboarding lizard. Uh, we also have our pal Triceraton, who I talked about already. Yeah. As the years progress in year four, this is where it starts to get a little annoying for me. Okay. We have Sports Turtles. Rock and roll turtles, military turtles, storage shell turtles, where you can open up their back and like put stuff in their shells. That's fun. We also have talking turtles, and we have the ones that Marissa already mentioned, uh, the, quote, head-dropping turtles. Okay. <laughs> whose heads drop in their shell. Uh, but by, <laughs> by, we also get another 15 new characters. And wow. you have to understand, if you watched this cartoon, Shredder's pretty much the regular bad guy. When Krang comes along, Krang also becomes a regular bad guy. They don't have new characters every single episode. So yeah. now you have Super Shredder, Taka, and Razor from the movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll bite. I'll take that. And you also have a character named Sergeant Bananas. What is who that? Is, who is the gorilla good guy. <laughs> and I have to what? be honest, I love Sergeant Bananas as a toy. I don't know anything about him. Was he in the cartoon? Probably. It's going to get real trippy. Okay. 1997, you have so many variations on the turtles. You have dino turtles, which are dinosaur-turtle hybrids that are named after the first four. So you have, like, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle has pterodactyl wings. Like, it's... That's weird. What? You also have (laughs) coil force turtles. Coil force turtles are turtles in which you hit a button and, like, the arm shoots out, but it's attached to the spring. And so yeah. then it drops limp after it shoots out. That sounds jarring. You also have Star Trek turtles. What? Apollo oh. 11 turtles. That's weird. You have Warriors of the Forgotten Sewer, which are basically like Hobbit versions of the, nin- t- the Ninja Turtles. Wow. You have Pizza Tossing Turtles, which are the ones that shoot pizzas out of their chest. Okay. You have... Oh, I don't... This is like Inception. You also have Toon Turtles. Where they basically took the cartoon turtles and made cartoon versions of the cartoon turtles. Oh my god! Turtles. Oh my god! Step for me! Oh my god! Can I Google that now? <laughs> nope, you can't because I still have things for you. You also have movie star turtles based on the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if the detail is here for you, Marissa, but you might yeah, be able to yeah, see this. Yeah, yeah, I get that. He's a little. Yeah. Oh gosh, I dropped him. He's a little scaly. They're yeah. softer, I guess, like humans. <laughs> You also have stretchable versions. Stretchable versions are disturbing as hell because you have like a hard shell and you have a head, but then for the arms, you just have like limp clay. Like it really (laughs) just looks like a blob of clay. And I had nightmares about that. (laughs) Okay. You also have a ton of samurai editions, which is probably not surprising. But let me just finish on Universal Monsters Edition. With Ooh. creatures from the creature from the Black Lagoon, Leo, and Bride of Frankenstein, April. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that sounds awesome. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I believe it's I believe it. Oh, I think it's Raphael who is the Invisible Man. So see if you can imagine <laughs> making an action figure that is Raphael as the Invisible Man. Is he clear? He's semi-transparent. I'll say. Oh, I want that figure. <laughs> 
Here's another thing that irritates me a little bit. When you break down all the statistics for this, yes, that's right, statistical analysis. You have six, by the end of this nine-year stretch, you have 69 variations on Donatello. Wow. Guess how many you have on April O'Neil. Twelve. You were very close, 11. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because women get screwed all the time. <laughs> now, Man. I'm going to get into a little bit of game here. A little bit. Of, we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit. <laughs> a little what bit I mean is game. we're going to play a game right now. I'm going to say the name of a character slash toy. And what I want you to do is, if you you know, if you want to come up with a whole narrative, you can certainly do that. But what I'm looking for you to come up with is the animal that was the mutated version. And when I say animal, I mean, you know, like, think a little liberally in some cases, okay? Okay. I'm a little confused, but I'll, after I do it once, I'll understand. So, like, uh, how, how about that? Sergeant Bananas, you know? What monkey. do you think Sergeant okay. Bananas is? Yeah, he's yeah. a gorilla. Okay, got it. Okay. I would give you monkey. I would give you the points. Scale tail. Crocodile. That's actually Leatherhead, who I had mentioned earlier. Oh. He's like a gigantic crocodile. And in the new cartoons... Yes, you are correct. Okay. He is the Slytherin slippery sleazeball snake. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Whatever. Marissa, when you do get off of this call, and you do go to investigate this yourself, you're going to fall in love with the descriptions on the back of every box. Ooh, yay. <laughs> Next up, Sandstorm. Uh, a camel. Yeah, yeah. Really? There's also some. There's also some very disturbing parts of the TMNT oh. catalog. I he thought... is the cool camel captain who is, of course, dressed in inappropriate garb with one of those Arabian knight swords. Yeah, of course he is. Okay. Here's one that I'll be very impressed if you get jump shot. I'm sorry, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> what? It'll make sense afterwards. So perhaps use that as a as a clue if you want. But uh, the guy's name is Half Court. Kangaroo. No. Bunny. But, he, but keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, Half Court is the jump shot jamming giraffe. Oh, I would. So never he's that. a giraffe that has a basketball rim around his neck because he's so tall. Oh, that's great. Next up is walkabout. Remember that wink I gave you. Is that a kangaroo? The kicking kangaroo from down under. Oh. Ugh. Now this one I put in here because I know that you can be a bit of a nerd sometime and retain a lot of useless information. Do you remember who Usagi Yojimbo is? That is the bunny thing, right? The samurai, the samurai hair bunny. with a knife. That's his description. The okay. slippering, the slithering slippery sleazeball is scale tail, and Usagi Yojimbo gets the samurai hair with a knife. There's no alliteration there. <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo is from Ninja Turtles? Yes, and then he spun off and got oh, himself his wow. own comic as well. Yes. That's cool. Now, we talked about Leatherhead already. He's the Swamp Stompin' Raging Cajun Gator. Uh, but how about Ray Filet? What do you think of Ray Filet? fish. Correct. He's actually a stingray. The fist-fighting fish. <laughs> now, I have... <laughs> I have two curveballs for you. Okay. One is Wingnut and Screwloose. These are two separate characters. A bat and a bat and an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great tag team. This is listen. If you got this, I would have gotten in the car, driven to Philadelphia, and given you a hug. This is uh, Dingbat buddies who bite the baddies. So but they're both bats? One is a bat, and one is a mosquito. Screwloose is a oh, little mosquito cool. that comes with him. He's like a little sidekick character. Okay, so Wing... The, the thing that I... Whatever, the one I knew was a bat. Wingnut. Wingnut is a bat, yeah. I thought I needed something stupid, and I was like, what animal's stupid? And I don't know why someone else was <laughs> Elephants stupid. Elephants are so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last one I have is Pizza Face. That's an animal? No. It's a pizza. <laughs> sort yeah. of. And here's the description that I have. He's the psychotic pizza chef. Oh my gosh, uh -oh. Marissa, did you know that Shredder had his own chef? And Shredder's chef was named Pizza Face. And, and Shredder's chef... Oh. Shredder's chef, uh, one of his legs ends at the knee. And from his knee, he has uh, one of those... I can't think of the right word. Pizza cutters? Not a pizza cutter, like an axe? 
but not an axe. You know, like one of those like axes that they use in the kitchen. Half of his leg is a cleaver. Thank you, a cleaver. Except, <laughs> a cleaver doesn't provide much stability. So at the bottom of the cleaver is yes, a pizza. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is a man with a cleaver leg with a pizza foot? Yeah, thank you. That's not even that a was thing. much better put. <laughs> That's not a thing. Okay. Yeah, and so in doing a lot of research about this, I was just kind of I just had a good time learning all about it. And yeah, there's this whole entire website called the Virtual Ninja Turtle Museum. Uh, again, tmnttoys.com. And I only covered one of one two seven. One of seven lines of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, covering all the way up until today, where they have the modern line of turtles that started in 2012 and continue today. So the modern show is so fun, by the way. Like, so fun. Even though they say Booyakasha instead of Kawabunga. Yeah. I want to... Yeah, you're right. Okay, that is the Nickelodeon one. Yeah. And the toys look like them. I agree. I think that's a fun show. Um, I got confused. Okay, I got confused with the TMNT movie line, which was the 2007-2008-2009. Weird yeah. thing is, though, they're not gigantic. This what? looks like the CGI movie line. I'm probably going to well, cut most of The Nickelodeon shows CGI also. But you remember how you and I went to the movie? Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's what this is based on. I thought it was going to be the Michael Bay one, where like they oh. had the giant shells oh, and everything oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. this is just so horrible, so nobody wants to stress it. Actually, I didn't hate the movie, but the dolls don't... They don't I like did not love the movie at all. I didn't love it, but I did I know. Didn't. I really the turned first, that around on you. <laughs> the first one I enjoyed in a point. The second one was really bad, but I didn't want to stop watching it because it was really bad. Oh, wait. Whichever one had two? the... Am I imagining that there are two? Were there two? Of the Michael Bay ones? Yeah, there were two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was really bad. Whichever one where they're, like, fighting while going down a mountain, I was just... That's like, the second movie, one. This movie's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But hey, at least Will Arnett got some money, and apparently people love, what's her name, Megan Fox? Nobody loves her. Nobody does. All right. Okay. Moving on, Marissa, I just finished my trip down memory lane with toys. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your topic this week? So guys, I'm going to try my best, because it's a little bit scattered, because (laughs) I do my research the night before, which is usually more than enough time. And I was like, oh, it's a Halloween episode. I'm going to talk about my favorite dolls, Monster High dolls. And I wanted to tell you about the... I'm universe. sorry. I just want to cut in because the inflection that you're putting on dolls seems to indicate that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are dolls. And I just wanted to make a clarification Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. These okay. are action figures. <laughs> I just want my favorite dolls. Thank you. That's Monster a little High bit better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And my intention was to focus on the fictional world that the Monster High dolls exist in because Monster High dolls have movies and webisodes and all sorts of things surrounding them that I thought had one, like, canonical storyline. <laughs> then it took a dark turn. You're that, so to naive. Me, <laughs> to me, was very disheartening where I wanted to talk about the Monster High world, but my research ends up being... An assessment of Mattel's, like, I don't even, let me just get into it, okay? It's just an assessment of corporate America and how effed up corporate America is. 69 Inceptions of Donatello? You don't need that. And guess what? He's on the low end. Like, Michelangelo had, he was like in the 70s. Yeah. Okay, so please, do you know what Monster High Dolls are? Uh, Monster High Dolls are, please don't, please don't be upset with me. I'm yeah. just going to go off the top of my head. They're like gothic Barbies, and uh, each one of the dolls sorts of, sort of relates to a traditional monster that, you know, we know from folklore. Like, you know, there's probably, I don't know if there's a mummy one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, but there like is. A Frankenstein, a, yeah. a Dracula. Is there a creature from the Black Lagoon? I always get there weirded is, out with the fourth one. They have like 70s. Of them, I mean the the main one. Yeah, they have a picture from the Black Lagoon. There's like a, a um core set, and then there's like seventy characters. But the core. Um, oh, see now this is interesting. Talking to you when you said there's a core set, I thought oh, you meant there's a core set. set. No, okay, okay. So yeah, that's a good way to say it. Um, Monster High dolls are fashion dolls created by Mattel, the same brand as Barbie. Um, 
and they were launched in July 2010. And unlike Barbie, uh, all of the characters are inspired by monsters, sci-fi, and um, horror movies. And all of the characters are supposed to be either related to or direct offspring of classic movie monsters or classic, you know, um, fairy tale monsters. So the the core dolls, um, there is Draculaura, who is the daughter of Dracula. There is Frankie Stein, who is the daughter of Frankenstein's monster. There's Cleo Denial, who's the daughter of the mummy. Um, there is... Uh, I don't like that one as much. I, maybe her name is Laguna. She's the creature of the Black Lagoon's daughter. Does um, she have gills? Yeah. Okay. It said web... She had... Listen, <sighs> had web oh, no, just There's be who you are. Don't get those things fixed. Somebody yeah. will love you for your webbed hands. Well, yeah, I'll get to that. There's Operetta, um, who's the daughter of the Phantom of the Opera, and there was Gulia, who is just the daughter of a zombie, or the zombie. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I don't even zombie. like that. Gulia should be, like, the daughter of a ghost. Exactly. The, go- the, the daughter of the ghost is... Spectre Zombina. No. <laughs> no. That's who it should be. Okay. That's a so band, that, right? Zamina and the Skeletons. I love Word. That yeah. Okay. Halloween shout out. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo. Okay. So Monster High was said to be created to fill the gap that Mattel historically has um, getting... Uh, Mattel historically has trouble getting a hold on, which is tween girls, like between the age of 8 and 12. Um, this is usually the age where Barbies are no longer interesting, but they still do like toys. Basically, these Monster High dolls were supposed to be, like, a little bit cooler and kind of, like, cater to, like, a Hot Topic-type crowd. Um, also cutting into that Bratz money? Yeah, well, Bratz, yeah, definitely. They replaced that Bratz money. Um, (laughs) So Monster High has been a huge hit ever since it launched in 2010, and it actually became the third best-selling line of fashion dolls in the world behind Barbie and Disney princesses. And the interesting thing about Monster High is that it has a humongous adult fan base. Um, There are adult collectors, which is like me. And there's also a lot of adult customizers who will buy Monster High dolls and, like, repaint their faces or make custom clothing for them or, like, reroute their hair and give it new hair. Um, Case in point, uh, last Christmas my brother bought me a, I think, $25 Monster High dress from the Netherlands that was custom made to look like a historical Victorian dress that I asked for. And I have also bought two custom made Monster High wigs so I could change their hair. So meaning like the adult collectors are really into how detailed the dolls are. Um, So one of the reasons why the dolls like really hit it off, especially with older people is because they have like a kind of, message behind them like it's simplistic but um like the the slogan attached to the dolls was be yourself be unique be a monster so like it's okay to be different and your differences are supposed to be uh, celebrated and and that's what makes you special like that was like the big selling point you could be different and not be a monster Uh, though well i mean yeah but i don't know (laughs) and um originally the dolls were really unique um they were pretty but they also like were creepy like they weren't too over the top cutesy and like frankie stein had like scars on her face or like i said like the the laguna one had webbed hands um there were just like and some of them have eyes that don't match in color there are just a lot of really little details that were like oh that's cool that they would actually do that for a kid's doll um so just to tell you a little bit about the characters and the storylines like that I thought were cool and that are just really unique. Um, so, for example, Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's monster, was created. And they're all in a high school. Uh, so, by the way, I'm going off storylines. There's Monster High books. There's Monster High cartoons. And the dolls themselves have little, like, stories on the packaging. So what I'm saying is, like, from, you know, their fictional world. Is this a doll um, first world? The dolls came first and then the books and then, like, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, the dolls came okay. first. Um, so... Frankie Stein was created literally days before she starts at 
Monster High, which is the high school. So she's kind of really naive. So awkward, yeah. Yeah, and really stupid because she doesn't even know how to, like, be a human. Draculaura is a really, really sweet girl. And she's she's actually. Yeah, no. She's dating a werewolf. I'm not talking about that way. I mean, she's been alive for a really long time. She's probably been in high school forever. Okay. Dracula is dating a werewolf, which is interesting. And there's a Monster High animated movie that I really liked and I thought was really good for kids and adults that kind of dealt with the rivalry between werewolves and vampires, but in a way that totally seemed like race relations-y. Because at first, someone's trying to segregate the school, um, have all of them segregated, but then Dracula is dating the werewolf, and so they kind of try to bridge the gap. And it was like it was a really sweet movie, and it had like really interesting themes. Um, Gulia Yelps, which is the daughter of the zombie, um, she was my favorite character because she has a hunchback. She has a her doll has a really gaunt emaciated face like you would expect a zombie to have and she can't talk when someone talks to her she just goes uh, and like in the cartoon you have all these cute girls and they're talking to Ghoulia and she's just like uh. and the other thing that's weird about that is Ghoulia is friends with Cleo Denial the mummy and the mummy kind of abused her and kind of acted like the zombie was her mindless slave. And at the end of one of the episodes, she realizes, oh, Gulia, I'm sorry. I took you for granted. And she apologizes, and she's like, I'll learn to value you more as a friend. And Gulia's like, <laughs> And I'm like, how is this a thing? This is amazing. <laughs> um, Claudia is a werewolf, and she, in her original, like, background said that she had to shave herself on a regular basis, but then mothers lashed out and said they didn't like that because that gave girls a bad body image, so they took that oh, out of her storyline. You mean yeah. real-life mothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, what, and Abby Abominable is the daughter of the Abominable Snowman. Yes. And her, her doll and her, like, cartoon version were really interesting. She has a really husky voice and, like, a Russian accent. And a big underbite. And I kind of like that she, like, wasn't... She's, like, a pretty one like the rest of them, but I kind of like that they all have, like, weird little quirks about them. Um, just a little bit more about other random characters. All the ones I mentioned are, like, poor characters, but uh, the guidance counselor of the school is Mr. Death. Um, Not is, very creative. <laughs> he is a, yeah, I know. He is a constantly depressed and down, downbeat guidance counselor. Um... Hoodoo Voodoo is a human-sized living voodoo doll that Frankie Stein created to be her emergency boyfriend. She realized soon after... She sounds very insecure. Yeah. She realized soon after that she wasn't ready for a relationship and broke it off, leaving uh, Hoodoo in despair because he was Frankie's life's purpose. So that's some deep stuff, man. This is, um... Having some conflicts with this. Yeah, I'm not saying everything's gender-wise. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying some of it's like. So, so does the werewolf boy? Does he get a? Does he get like a doll? Yeah, all the guys get dolls too. Yeah. Cool. Um, like even the guidance counselor. Well, no, not that. Oh, okay. the headmistress of the school is headless, and her doll is she's holding her own head. Nice. It's so great. <laughs> um, and let me see. There's this other one named uh, Guliope. Uh, her background story, Guliope was created in experiment number 816 in batch number 8708 in an unnamed lab by a scientist that signs as simply RS. The scientist thought that the lab wasn't the right place to raise a baby, considering that as an experiment, she would constantly be tested on. So Guliope was left as a baby in a jar at a traveling circus. What? How is this a doll's backstory for children? There's got to be a Nazi relationship there, too, somewhere. I don't like, that original doctor was definitely a Nazi. Yeah, I can see that. You don't Like, that's not a traditional monster, right? Yeah, actually, this one, she doesn't know what she is. That's, that's part oh. of the story. She feels like oh. an outsider. She has no idea what she is. Oh, um, we've all been there, am I right? Yeah, yeah. 
So, what are uh, we? <laughs> Scara Screams is a banshee, uh, which is a kind like of it. ghost. Nice. And she is a creature that announces death. So when Scara is talking about someone, they always think she's announcing their demise. So people don't really are kind of scared of her. Because she'll just be talking, you know, like normal. And she'll be like, Did you see Marissa's shirt today? (laughs) And then Marissa's like, oh no, I'm going to die. Yeah, exactly. And two others. These are like really, really side characters. But there's Nathan Rot, who is the son of a zombie and a unicorn. That makes sense. And there's... Oh, see? See? I was going to say that makes sense with the whole zombie, Nathan Rot. Then you threw a unicorn in there? Yeah, this... Does he have a horn? Yeah, he does. Does he I have hooves? I think. Uh, I don't remember. I forget. I looked I'm at really him yesterday. I'm really putting you on the spot one. about Nathan it's Rock. So many characters. And Serena Von Boo is the daughter of a ghost and a mermaid. Ghost. Well, you know, you don't hear a lot about ghosts under the sea, so. Yeah. So all that I just said kind of shows that this is a really, really unique, really, like, just really not standard you know, line of dolls, and I, I I understand why adults like it. Like, I know a lot of adults who collect them and who watch the shows and stuff because they're just so strange. And I felt like there was so much character to it. Character to it. I'm fighting However, so hard to not curse on our podcast, but what is going on with Nathan Rod? There was... If you're going to Google any of the characters that Marissa mentioned, please Google Nathan Rot, but also realize that it's spelled N-E-I-G-H-T-H-A-N space R-O-T. I don't remember. He, doesn't he know has a horn, oh, okay. but it looks like he just has, like, he's got, I don't want to be emasculating, but he's got a very, he's got a very modest horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Sorry, so you everyone. go back to your thing because I am just, okay. oh, here's a shirtless Nathan Rot. I'm going to close this tab. So everything I just said <laughs> was basically pre-reboot. Oh, all right? my God. That, so what did you say? 2010? Is when they started, yeah. This is the cycle we live in. Yeah. That, it, that okay. it's been rebooted within seven years. So, okay. So in in pre-reboot, they were in Monster High, and I said they had a headmistress that was headless, and they had all these weird characters some of them didn't even talk english some of them just I wish talked they went zombie. to monster college and then got monster jobs no. and some went to monster so, grad school <laughs> in 2016 they announced a reboot all right and the not just okay so the storylines were changing and the doll molds were changing because uh. parents complained that their faces were, like, too scary. And some of their faces looked... By the way, they didn't look scary. No one had, like, blood coming out of their mouths. Just they didn't look like Barbies. That's okay? Marissa's definition of scary. Well, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, what I find so annoying is not only did they change the storylines and the dolls themselves, they changed the motto, which used to be, be yourself, be unique, be a monster, to... How do you boo? It sounds like a courtship of veneer joke. <laughs> yeah. I am going to read something directly out of like the, the branding page when they said about the relaunch. The brand will also launch an exciting new multi-year brand campaign. A new consumer rallying cry. How do you boo? Encouraging consumers to embrace what makes them unique and share how they boo. Working with celebrities and brand spokespeople to campaign will communicate what it means to boo, be yourself, and start a movement encouraging girls to be the same. So they're saying the definition of boo is be yourself. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So my first pet peeve with the relaunch is these beautiful dolls that were so unique got simplified faces. Of course they did. Cheaper. Like... America's going to hell, Marissa. (laughs) Cheaper and cuter. Their eyes are wider. Their colors are brighter, less monster-ish. Like, they're more like pink girly Barbies instead of, like, monsters. And they look kind of like they could be sold at, like, 
Dollar General, like Dollar General has Monster High dolls now, which is cool because it makes them accessible to people who might not have enough money to shop at Toys R Us. But generally, they all look now like they're like low grade dolls. Like I wouldn't buy any reboot dolls. They said that they wanted to start marketing it to younger kids, younger than their original people they were going for. Because we're so all fueled by they, greed. Yeah, so they feel like they need to make them less spooky for like people above the age of eight. But I think they're such a large adult fan base that they would be losing a lot of money. Monster Middle School. Kids. Yeah. We're going should, in the yeah, opposite direction. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, besides the dolls... They Monster Tots. <laughs> they changed the storylines, and what really breaks my heart is they replaced Ghoulia Yelps, the one that can't talk, as a main character, threw her in the back, and got a new zombie who's more, quote, normal and who could speak English. <laughs> okay? So it really bums me out. I'm angry. What's this stupid, dumb zombie's name? Uh, her name is uh, Moanica. M-O-A-N-I-C-A. And um, they used to have a ghost called Spectre Vondergeist who had a really sunken in face and kind of looked like a 40-year-old soap opera star and loved it because it was such a weird doll that looked like a middle-aged woman <laughs> and they also um they also replaced her with a different ghost who can transform into a human so basically it seems they're generally moving into making the monsters more human-like and more quote normal so i feel like they're kind of going against everything they stood for about like being true to yourself also um the headmistress with no head is replaced and in this new storyline Draculaura's father owns the school so basically I thought slowly, it was going to be the nun from The Conjuring no, no, I wish <laughs> basically they have relaunched such a unique doll line and like media line and normalized everything so basically it's just a Barbie that looks kind of spooky now they've taken all the creepiness out of the storylines like you, I, I have no desire to watch anything they do now because there's it's not creepy it's just like i don't know so it just taking me all out. the flavor out of the ice cream exactly so guys i wanted to give you some spooky some spooky news but instead all i learned is how horrifying ad executives are in corporate america and mattel did you, did you know about this reboot before you did your research i didn't i knew that the dolls were rebooted right i did not know that the storyline was rebooted also dracula is dating a werewolf she's not dating him anymore in fact that werewolf doesn't even exist anymore well you know if i'm gonna be honest with you she doesn't need a man you know i know she, she doesn't can... need a man but it kind of was nice <laughs> to see the two the two different kinds of monster races right 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 last time it, it became a more race relation sort of metaphor and yeah. now it doesn't exist at all yeah so i'm just yeah, it really breaks my heart. I was, like, traumatized. That's why I, my, I feel like I'm not as organized as normal. Because I was just like, I was just like, what? Like, what? And I was just like, so upset. And I was, like, all over the place. Because <laughs> I, I love these dolls, guys. I love Monster High stuff. And it really broke my heart. Because it's stupid now. So, Pete, on yes. a happier note, if you can make your own Monster High doll, who would you have it based on and what would you name it? I don't care. What, I don't care about what else you're going to say. It's going to be Heather Hunchback, and she is basically going to be the uh, the same thing as the one that got cut. Okay, thank you. She's going to, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Except, like you know, like, she's going to be, um, and maybe the other one is, I don't know, but, like, she's not going to be a zombie, because that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't just become a zombie and then grow a hunchback. She is the hunchback, she's a descendant of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. And um, and she's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make her sound faulted at the beginning, but she's a real people people pleaser, okay. and that's the thing that she has to learn in her storyline to sort of like you know, be for herself and and let other people help her, and that she's not the person that everybody has to go to all the time. Okay, I like it. I yeah. Like it. All right. Cool. Um, I asked you that without thinking my own. <laughs> I, they have just so many cool. They have black cats. They have robot people. They have dragon people. They have like woodland nymph people. They have everything. They have moth people. They have uh, oh, uh, I want, I want say something while I think of the name. Chrissy Crickets. She'd be another one, and crickets just follow her around. She's like 
a normal girl, but crickets just follow her around. Nobody I likes want- her. And everybody goes, I know that they're, like, good for the environment, but they're just, like, why do they have to creaky all the time? Ugh, I hate crickets. I'm just going to make a bug line of girls. There's Wanda <laughs> Roach. <laughs> ew, ew, no, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I want Catalina the Chupacabra. Nice. That was okay. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the one I want. Okay, I'm done. That's all I want. This has been a special Halloween slash toy edition of y'all heard so now we're at the point of the show when we go to plugs and i would really just like to plug something that again just like last week has nothing to do with me a new podcast called the big ones and uh it's kind of right up our alley so this is really just me sharing with marissa that there's a new podcast with maria blasucci and amanda lund i don't know if those names do anything for you i am a huge fan of maria blasucci she's shown up on spontaneous nation a number of times paul f tompkins podcast the premise of their podcast is they take a bunch of ethical dilemmas that have existed throughout time uh-huh. and they put them in front of their guests. And the first oh, episode fun. has Matt Gorley and it is the classic Ooh. ethical dilemma of you have a baby and you are in like a shelter of some sort and there are some soldiers coming through that are going to kill you if they find you and your baby starts crying. Do you kill the baby to save everybody else in the room or do you let the baby cry and you know, put everybody's life at risk. And so that's the premise of this podcast. They put ethical dilemmas in Deep. front of people. Um, okay. I would just like to plug that if you follow my other creative endeavors, I didn't kill them off. I will be moving into a new apartment in November and I can pick everything back up again. Right now I still live in someone's house and I don't have my my Victorian clothes. <laughs> this week, or, I would like to plug my absence. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to plug. Guys, don't give up on me yet, okay? Um, also, I would like to plug the podcast Hidden Mickeys, which is about hidden things you may not know about the world of Disney. And it's really fun. And it's by, like, a comedian and some lady. It's fun. Yeah, I'm doing good plugs today, right? How do you find that one? You go on iTunes and type in Hidden Mickeys. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. And, and really the big good. ones, I would go to Twitter and look up the big ones pod, all one word. Okay. Um, and then you can find the link to iTunes and all that stuff. I don't cool. use iTunes, so I get myself into a lot of trouble with these podcast things. But if, if you iTunes. are using pod, if, if you are using PodTunes, if, if you're using iTunes, please rate and subscribe and all that business. Uh, we just want enough ratings so that we display a rating. If you review us and then reach out to us and say, I reviewed you, we'll do something special for you on the next episode. We'll definitely mention you on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or, if you want, you can also call us at 570-763-9231. That is 570-763-9231. And you can leave us a voicemail, and then we will also try to incorporate that into the episode if possible. Uh, so yeah. Juan, if you're listening... We want your sleep paralysis story. Call us. Yeah, I don't think there's a time limit on the voicemail, so go nuts, man. Yeah. Otherwise, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Woo! Bye.